0: You know, you really deserve what's gonna happen to you. What's gonna happen? You're going to make a wonderful contribution to society. This must be very similar to what some filmmakers tell themselves when deciding to present their Lovecraft inspirations to the world. Allow the cast of Cthulhu to be your guide to the world of cinematic H.P. Lovecraft inspirations from the superb to the truly cosmically horrific. I'm Jim Rohner. And I'm James McCormick. And today we'll be reviewing 1989's *Society*, written by Rick Fry and Woody Keith, and directed by Brian Yesna, And joining us in this conversation, we teased her presence, and now we can reveal her to the world. James's partner in crime, Corinne Corrosive. Hooray, Corinne's here! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love your background too, with the uh, the fake skeleton behind. It. Or real oh, skull? I don't know. It's a skeleton. A,
1: I, it's actually from um because i teach so it's from it's from the school that i teach at but we've been on zoom mm-hmm. so i brought it i asked if i could bring it home because just talking i teach bones obviously skeleton mm. um and it was just kind of difficult not having it here to like help my students <laughs> and i also actually have this color-coded skull i'm missing the mandible, but i use this guy a lot too during class when we go over all the parts of the skull so
0: nice yeah <laughs> have you Have you ever used that skull to instruct students on how mankind's finisher the mandible claw was an effective submission technique?
1: No because the mandible's missing
0: oh. So oh, I can actually show yeah, okay. yeah, I
1: don't know what I did with it. I think I broke it. I don't know I don't know I have to be more careful yeah, i I've, so. I've, I've,
2: I've, I've, I've never seen the mandible either
0: no it's
1: not it's not I don't have it.
0: long gone okay. well, Preface to listeners as we often do, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about some other stuff before we get into the, the uh, discussion on society. But before we, we get into that other stuff, I did just want to, Corinne, you, you volunteered, you wanted to be involved in the conversation with society. And I guess before we get to anything, I'm just curious as to why was it this movie when, when James said, yep, yeah, we're covering society, you're like, I want to be a part of that conversation. What is it about this film?
1: Um, it's so gross especially the end and I love gross stuff. Um, And then also, you know, I teach anatomy and I teach all the systems in the human body Mm -hmm. and the human body is so amazing. And it's just as disgusting as it is amazing. Um, And I'm also an embalmer. So I'm around bodies all the time and (laughs) I see some gnarly shit. So it's just, I don't know, just watching it. I just get a kick out of it. Um, it makes me nauseous and it makes me laugh. and I just love things that make me feel really strong emotions like that. So I definitely just wanted to jump on and and talk about this <laughs> body horror shit show, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is, that's a pretty, I think apt description. And we will we will certainly uh, dive deep um, figuratively at least, into the shunting. <laughs> Um, a little <laughs> bit later. Um, but yeah, what, what I, what I wanted us to, to chat about first is, um, you know, it, it's at the top of everyone's mind, Godzilla versus Kong. James has seen it twice now, I yes. believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have now seen it as well. The, the most lucrative, um, theatrical release since the pandemic started, I believe the figure is mm-hmm. something like it's over $120 million. So good for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a movie that a lot of people were excited about. And I guess before I get into my thoughts, James, as someone who's seen it twice, talk a little bit about Godzilla vs. Kong, your anticipation for it, what you thought of it, and just anything and everything. Okay, well, I mean, to make a long story short, growing
2: up really into Godzilla films, really into the different types of Kong films, really into any sort of kaiju, um, you know, always was into the Ultraman series, and, mm-hmm. you know, Gamera and anything in between, anything that had like some sort of big monster destroying like a paper city (laughs) made me happy. And like, it was just fun. And even back in the day, watching um, the original Kong versus Godzilla films and how ridiculous they looked and like how at that time, King Kong was the more popular character because Kong had been around for like 30 years and Godzilla had only been in two films beforehand. Yeah. So Kong, so Kong actually wins in the original one because he's the more popular lucrative character. Mm-hmm. Flash forward now, 50 years later, Godzilla's been in I don't know, 34. I don't know, I don't even know how many films it's been now, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. It's been so many. And Kong, it's like Kong has had this weird arc, like you know. The original one then the 70s one and a sequel with the heart transplant which they kind of did a little not to in this film mm-hmm. um but <laughs> then you had the peter jackson bore fest i'm sorry to say that but it's boring <laughs> i mean i i love peter jackson but it's just too long of a film and then when they announced you know kong skull island i was i was skeptical because i wasn't you know, I like the Godzilla parts in the new Godzilla films. Mm-hmm. But that's like barely ten percent of the film. The human parts I could care less. You know, I don't know what that says about me. I don't like humanity, maybe. <laughs> but but then, you know, I like the Pacific Rim, well the first Pacific Rim film. I didn't see the second one, but I liked that film enough and I thought to myself, Well, that'd be cool if maybe one day we'll get these like these Yate you know, Jagers, whatever they were called, versus mm-hmm. these monsters later on, which has always been the rumor, whatever. So Kong Scalano comes and I'm like, I watched it and I really like that film. I think that's actually a really good film. Like the human characters are kind of fun in it. They all have this weird, like, you know, and it's and it takes place in Vietnam mm-hmm. era. And it's basically like Apocalypse Now, yeah. but with but but with Kong. Mm-hmm. And it works. And that works. You know, like to me that works. It's just it's a fun film, there's cool scenes. You know, Kong is a badass in it. So then, of course, then this comes along. You know, oh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay, cool. And wait, it's being directed by Adam Wingard. Yeah. Director, you know, director of the guest, mm-hmm. you know, like smaller films. So I'm like, okay. So watching it twice, I'm not gonna be one of those people that says, Oh yeah. Oh, this film is the greatest thing ever! Oh my God, it's so good. No, they're not great. It's not a great film. It's not. I'm not gonna like, no. but, but, the scenes when it's Kong, and when it's like Godzilla, even actually even Godzilla's kind of almost like one note. He's just like this, but that's kind of what Godzilla's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a force of nature. He's mm-hmm. he cannot be stopped. Like even when you think he's stopped, he'll just keep going. Kong, on the other hand, is the one we're supposed to be with, you know, like he's he just wants to be left alone. Like like <laughs> you're why why do you gotta torture this guy? You know, like like and luckily he feels a little bit of caring, especially for the little deaf girl, to the point like, okay, I'll and you know, and of course it's these two monsters that have so maybe fought before or maybe their ancestors, whatever you wanna say.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so when it's them on screen I can't keep my eyes off of it. I think it's like just great spectacle. It's a great, like there's, yeah, there's CGI spectacles, but it's really good CGI, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm one to knock CGI when it looks like shit. And like, I'm like, oh no, this looks really good. Mm-hmm. especially she you know, Kong's ass in this film. It's very nice ass <laughs> too, you know? It's, it's, um, it's taught, yeah. It's very taught, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's a battle of the. Uh, as I joked, I think I joked with corinne I I, I said, oh, it's a battle of the thick boys. They're both like <laughs> thick monsters and just like fighting. And you know, the, the rest of the film, I could care less. It's like, oh, okay, the comedic uh podcaster. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, well,
0: oh, yeah.
2: Millie Bobby Millie Bobby Brown with um the kid from Deadpool two and Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt, uh, yeah, oh, which yeah. is great, and I yep. and I like that actor, but mm-hmm. he. They're wasted. They're, they're just one-note characters. Of we're here just to kind of keep the story going. But do you really need those characters? Like, oh, they find out Mecha Godzilla, and then the whole Mecha Godzilla thing. I like the design, and I like the fights with it. But it's like, okay, it's just fre- it's basically just an electrical storm freaks it out, and now it's sentient. No, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I watched it twice, and it's like I was just like my eyes were like so wide when they were fighting the rest of it was when i was like looking at my phone going okay (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's not a great film but i'm kind of glad it's like the film to not really i'm not gonna say reinvigorate hollywood because we're still not there yet but i'm glad it's it's making money and people are having fun with it it's just you know Whatever it's 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 a it's a fun Sunday afternoon film. It's nothing more than that. Anyway.
0: Yes, I fully agree with you. And uh, man, you hit on so many points. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I now I, I will say I did not really grow up with either Kong or Godzilla. I'd watched a few of the Godzilla ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, specifically, I can remember the one where like you know, Baby Godzilla where he has to keep stepping on his tail to get him to, you know, yeah, actually breathe fire. But I to this yeah. day. The only Kong movie I've actually seen is Kong Skull Island, and that wasn't until really? recently. One, wow. you know, my wife and I on Saturday evenings we kind of devote that to watching dumb action uh, movies. This this Saturday was a a double header with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Last Stand and Russell Crowe's Unhinged. Um,
2: oh, oh, that's a that's that's a. I haven't seen Unhinged, but I've heard it's pretty unhinged. It's
0: um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To- Toxic masculinity, <laughs> the movie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of thick boys, Russell Crowe in that movie, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so like one day she just threw on Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm like, sure. I've never seen this. Like, why not? And it, it's dumb. I, I did not really yeah. care for Gareth Edwards, Godzilla. I thought it was a, Gareth Edwards is a great director. I think that just needs better <laughs> scripts. I didn't really like Rogue One all that much. And I didn't like Godzilla all that much. Um, and so King of the Monsters like, okay, sure. It's just him fighting a bunch of monsters. Fine. <laughs> Kong Skull Island, I thought, was equally dumb, but at least there were some interesting directorial choices. You mentioned a lot of, uh, you know, taking place during the Vietnam War era and how that imagery really kind of saturates the the movie itself. And I can't help but wonder how many dumb jokes about Viet Cong were made during the production of that movie. Um,
2: Probably so many. Yeah,
0: yeah, way too much. Um, (laughs) But it's, and then, you know, building up to the, the, like, listen, the monster verse is, like, cool, okay, I can kind of get behind that idea, and I know a lot of people were excited for this, and uh, full disclosure, my wife and I saw in IMAX at Lincoln Square, the like, full true IMAX screen, we are we are both fully vaccinated, we actually not just social distance in the theater, but then moved even further away from people once we got into the theater, so that we could you know, um, uh, keep safe, and and, and yeah, I, I have to say, if we had not seen it in IMAX, in fact, one of the reasons we went to go to the theater was this movie does not demand attention when you're watching <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I, I I know I heard a lot about this movie. it is it comes as advertised? Godzilla versus Kong. That's what you're there for. That's what it delivers. And fine. And yeah, there's a lot of great action set pieces. Uh, some beautiful imagery. Like especially when Kong gets into like you know the the Hollow Earth thing. Like that. That's beautiful to yeah. look at. Kind of a thing. But. Yeah, Yeah, my my wife and I both admitted in the lift on the ride home that like if we were watching this on HBO Max, there'd be so many times where we're just like looking at our phones and like, wait, what happened? Like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention either. And here's the thing. And I want to I want to put a caveat on that by saying, like, I also don't mind that people are excited for this movie. Cool. If that's what you want, that's awesome. We've been through a whole ton of shit in the last year plus. If you were seeing if you were excited for seeing something which is listen, I can turn my brain off, this is just dumb, and I can enjoy this, and especially the movie going experience. More power to you. That's wonderful. These movies are not for me. Um and I have three main like takeaways from these movies. Um probably the biggest one is the thing with the monster verse and setting things in different time periods is there's no momentum. So like you get to know the characters in Godzilla, you get to know the characters in Kong, and then here's a new set of characters, and who, who could right. give a shit about these people, because you know, and I know that that's kind of the point, because you're there for Godzilla and Kong, but also, I can't really be invested in a movie when the CGI creations don't talk and don't really have an arc, so it's like, what am I supposed to be caring about here? Because you know neither Godzilla or Kong are going to be killed off, you know that for a fact.
2: Of course, yeah. Which
0: is, you know, then someone could push back and say, like, yeah, well, after the end of the snap in Infinity War, you knew Black Panther wasn't going to be dead. You knew that, you know, um, why am I forgetting anyone else who disappeared in the snap? Well, well, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange,
2: like, all these characters, you knew, like a comic book, they would come back because there's too much money to be made with yeah, them all
0: yeah so so i i can't even i, I can't even argue too much with like well there's low stakes because in the in the, the marvel movies there's also not a whole lot of stakes but who who gives a shit about alexander skarsgård character who gives a shit about uh, rebecca hall's character uh, and, and and just like and it's i don't know it's it's i i'm i'm going back and forth between like you know because a lot of the marvel stuff too are cgi creations that huge end battle at the end of end game is largely a cgi creation but there was momentum because we followed these characters and we we had some type of investment or i should say i had some type of investment but it's weird to me that i'm seeing a lot of stuff I, i mentioned this to james off mic but i listened to a podcast where there's a guy who who is a who is he loved the snyder cut because he said it's one of the best superhero films of recent memory because quote something happened which is odd because one, what happened or what Snyder <laughs> planned to happen, was basically the entire arc of you know Infinity War and Endgame, right. um, and yet is excited, was super pumped about Godzilla vs. Kong, which is a movie where nothing happens, emotionally right. or or in terms of narratively. You're just there to watch two giant beasts battle it out, and it's cool. It's just it it's it's not it's not for me. There's nothing there's nothing for me to to care about. But having said that, I I'm glad that i saw it in the theater because it forced us to put our phones away and just kind of be there in this visceral oral visual experience really um right having having said that i i don't i mean this has been making a lot of money i can't imagine how the monsterverse will continue because it's just like it's rinse repeat man like i i don't know what else they can do to build on this no and 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 that's that's the thing i think about it's like okay so this is still
2: the same Kong from Kong Skull Island. But that, but that's 40 or 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, 40 years ago in that world. So Kong is old now. Like yeah. He does look older. He looks like more worn. He's been through the ringer. Godzilla, it's the same Godzilla supposedly from whatever times. Mm-hmm. Um, You've already had King Ghidorah who gets killed in yes. the last one. You had Mothra and Rodan. They're dead. They have to... They, and, you know, with all these monsters, they come back, they they have clones, whatever the fuck. But, but there's so many cool monsters they can come back with. You know, like, there's lots of ones, like, you know, like, Destroya, which from Godzilla is, like, an insane-looking one. Or Violante, which is, like, this um, plant-based monster, which is, like, with tentacles. And it's just bizarre-looking creations that... Once in a while, Toho would just go, let's just go crazy with the monster. <laughs> it's, a, it's not just another, you know, humanoid looking monster. It's just be something like Blob mm-hmm. or like something. And then how's Godzilla going to fight that? And, you know, it was almost like Godzilla would have to think of a way. Shit. Because always the humans would try to help and they don't get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, we have this new ship and the ship would get destroyed. And <laughs> then the next film they'd have, oh, it's version two. And it would do a little more damage and get destroyed. It's like, <laughs> how much money do, you, do these people have? They keep creating these new weapons and they just keep getting destroyed. Every film, every mm-hmm. film, it's the same. But there was something like weird joy about it. But again, the Godzilla films back in the day, they would have similar characters come back and forth and like, or certain actors would come back yeah, and yeah. play different, and and they would play different characters. But the Japanese, you know, fans we're familiar with them, so it's like, okay, he's back and oh, um, she's back, but oh, they're different, but that's fine. I know them, so I'm familiar. And and Godzilla's Godzilla, you know. Then they got into the you know, the stuff you could say, like with the fucking baby Godzilla. Like, where's the mom? Like, what? <laughs> like, where, where? You know, like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see, you know, uh, like, you know, we're gonna be talking about society. I don't want to see uh, a sex scene between Godzilla and his mate. I don't want to see that
0: if if the next <laughs> installment in this has kong and godzilla making out
2: oh i'm be I'll,
0: I'll, I'll be curious i'm curious to see that um and the, one, and the one thing i wanted the most and
2: and, and i would have groaned, but in the best way was after you know spoiler you know ultimately they join forces and fight mecha godzilla yeah i mean you knew which that i saw happen. yeah which yeah. i saw coming from a mile away but Afterward, when you know Kong is all worn out and Godzilla like leaving, I, I just wanted to do a little fist bump, <laughs> or yeah. a big fist bump, technically. And then peace, and then Godzilla leaves. Like
0: I'm just going back into the ocean just to go to sleep. Yeah, no, bye. But I, th- I think we're on something here. Make the next installment kind of sexual between the two of them, and have Adrian Lyne direct it. I think that could be oh. something that's interesting. I yeah, and, and I think it, it, and when I say these movies are not for me, once again, this is not meant. To be a criticism towards it, it's just, you know, different strokes for different folks. I know during the final battle, one of the things I kept thinking was how many people are dying in this city right now because all those buildings are being destroyed. What, what... Oh, and, and, and yeah,
2: no, I was thinking the same thing because they they do make a point to say, "Oh, we're evacuating the city." Sure, but we still see so many people in buildings working.
0: Yeah, and, and there's and there's plenty of times when like you know you see a wide <laughs> shot of them and there's cars driving out. Like, no, many people died, and I kept thinking about that. <laughs> um, and, and I'm wondering how much I should be upset by the fact that this film wants us to not just accept but be entertained by the fact that. One of our protagonists is a conspiracy theorist. Yes. And another one is a vulnerable teenager who believes his shit and he turns out to be right. And like that right. and and now what he turns out to be right about is something that's, you know, the fate of 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 humanity or the world or whatever, but also this is a dude that regularly bathes in bleach and encourages people to do it and millie bobby brown is like yeah this is obviously this is smart to get rid of this shit and then it turns out he's right and like why what that's this is this is not a thing that should be cool and acceptable these days and also i love brian tyree henry the movie thinks he's a lot funnier than he actually is or i should say the character the the movie thinks the character is a lot funnier than he actually is
2: yeah, I, I, every line. I mean, and he's trying his best, really. But isn't. every line is grown worthy, and it's just like, like I'm, oh, I was just like, please, just let's go on, like, like yeah, the bathing and bleach. I'm like, you'd be dead after <laughs> a few weeks of that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I love the joke. Oh, he drinks it. No, stupid. He he bathes him. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's much better. That's that's more easily uh, acceptable for us. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's just it's very it's very strange and. Yeah, I mean, and I can't tell if Kyle Chandler's minuscule part was like, oh. they just didn't do much for him, or if he's like, I don't really want to come back, you know, but I guess if I only have to work like two days, then fine. Yeah, you're gonna give me a few million for this? Cool, I'll come back. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's dumb, it's not for me, if you enjoyed it, that's awesome, um, but yeah, it, you know, this is the first time I've gone back to the movies in, in well over a year uh, so it was just I felt, and then seeing had as you had seen it, uh, I felt it was something I had to talk about. I guess I do have one final question for you. As someone who regularly took in a lot of these stories, which did involve people in costumes breaking uh, small fabricated cities, did you also watch a lot of either Power Rangers and or tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills? Um, I don't know what that second thing is at all. <laughs> um, I, should,
2: but I did watch. I did watch Power Rangers with my brother cuz it was an excuse just to watch something with him besides wrestling. It was like, "Oh, okay, even no, though it was still people fighting, hmm. you know, the same same thing." And then we all, of course, because of Power Rangers, we watched Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about that one. humorous Samurai Cyber, cyber Squad, squad and yeah. and VR Troopers, we are VR yep.
0: for life. Um, Troopers three virtual yeah, insanity.
2: Yeah, virtual insanity. Yeah, like,
0: mm-hmm. with, with, yeah, with with the dog that <laughs> Yeah, Um, <to> but
2: be... <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I know that's a funny thing because I know Corinne was a big fan of Power Rangers growing. I was up.
1: gonna say like that was my shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was. That like, was
2: that...
1: <laughs> yeah, I had I had the yellow gloves. Oh
2: did...
0: I had
1: those. Mm-hmm. My parents regretted buying them for me because I wouldn't stop, and it was so annoying um but no i love i love that i used to play power rangers um at lunch with my friends at recess oh, nice. um when i was little and i was a yellow ranger because I, I didn't want to wear a skirt because i was like a tomboy so and i didn't like pink mm. but now i like pink but anyway um but yeah no i really um yeah i love power rangers
0: nice it's still, go- and, it,
2: and it's still going strong today yeah i still love them yeah. There's two different series at at every time every year. There's two different series going on because there's God. so much footage they can use from the Japanese shows back in the day. Yeah.
1: No. And they came out with a movie. Yeah, I remember it came out. It came out on my birthday, like a new one recently, like a couple oh. years ago.
2: Oh, I wow. like oh, that oh, one. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. The new, I like one. Oh, I didn't see that one. The the remake. Mm-hmm. Charlize
1: so, Theron was um, Rita Repulsa. Re-
2: no, Charlize Theron. Th-
1: Th- no, it was Elizabeth was it? Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Sorry, Elizabeth I get my blondes mixed up. Okay. Um yeah, no. It was a great. Okay. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I, I mean, a lot it's... of people like threw shade on it, but I don't know. As a as a as a young fan, you know, and then like rewatching it almost at like my thir- in my 30s, it was it was great.
0: Oh wow, and Brian Cranston as Zordon and Bill Hader <laughs> mm-hmm. as Alpha 5. Okay. What? Yes. Oh my god. You didn't see this? No, I didn't. Babe,
2: you didn't
1: Cranston. see this? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh well, my god, we got to watch this. You know, when we're we'll done, we're going gonna... to we're gonna take
0: a nap after, and after a laugh. nap we'll watch our <laughs> yeah. i'll I, report back soon i i will say i i was i was into it in, in, in a little bit at first as well which is a little bit embarrassing because i was sort of at an age where like older people were like you're too old for that stuff like what because i i was how right. i was i think in middle school and so it was, it was kind of, which i guess i'm still a child at that point yeah you're still a child but people were like no this is for like kids kids so, but I did watch it. I, I was into it. I watched up right until about, I think, Power Rangers Zeo was the last series that I watched. Um, wow. But I was emotionally invested in Tommy as the Green Ranger, and then his powers got yeah. stripped away, and then he became the White, White Ranger, and then Jason comes back as the Gold Ranger later, Yes, that huge fucking pyramid thing, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, not a lot of good old days of uh, commercialism. <sighs> mm-hmm. Having said that, I, ne- I, never, I never watched that that first movie, which had... Um, Ivan Ooze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I haven't seen that in years. I, 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 I
1: watched saw, that, too.
2: I saw that in theaters with my brother because he wanted to see it. And we actually also went to the stage show. Power Rangers, yes, like, stage I did show. Too.
0: That's a thing? I did, too, it was, it yeah. was, I,
2: I, I, I don't know if it's still going on, but it was a stage show where, you know, kind of like, you know, how they would that Disney on ice. But this was, like, just oh, the man. Power Rangers acting, like, and it was just different people playing them. I it wasn't I, original people, so I used to have a,
0: a VHS tape of the Teenage Ninja Ninja Turtles coming out of our shells tour. I saw that live on pay per view with my cousins. Oh. Yeah, and, and I,
2: I I had the cassette tape for that.
0: It was so coming foolish, out of fashion. because <laughs> yeah. oh. one of them, one of them played, a, <laughs> one of them played a one string bass, which is like that's yes. that's not a thing.
2: No, that's like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at our fingers, you know, like <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Oh my God! so uh...
0: oh uh, anyway, yeah. but yeah that's that's um that's Kong versus Godzilla, that's kaiju, that's power Rangers, that's whatever um we should obviously spend a lot of time talking about the thing that we're here to talk about, which is society, so um yeah, I guess we we've got we we already kind of heard from Corinne James um. What are your thoughts uh, on society? Because I'm sure I know you've seen this before. Fan of Scream, Mad George and his effects. This is the second yeah. time I've seen it, so it, it changed a bit for me. But I want to want to get to you first.
2: Yeah, and actually, Corinne earlier that asked me um, how many times have I seen this, and I'm, I'm I think it's at least like five or six times over my okay. you know lifetime because I found it on VHS, you know, rented it from the video store that I used to have across the street growing up called video reflections, which was my video store. <laughs> you know what video store are kids? Um, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, you had to actually look at stuff and like, go, oh, Hmm, maybe, maybe this won't be a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, and, and that's the thing. Box art was key. Sure was. And, and society had cool, simple box art. It was Ooh. the guy and the girl and like weird creepiness on. And you're like, okay, what is this? This is, and it's just called society. And you're like, huh? Doesn't sound scary, but then you, when you grow up, you all know society is fucking scary like <laughs> yeah. in general. So, so that's why it's really relevant today. Um, but yeah, so I watched it then, like around probably like ninety three or so, because what's insane is it was made in eighty nine, but in America it didn't come out until ninety two. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like in Europe, it was it was like loved, like people liked it in Europe. In America, it got ignored and trashed. Which sounds like a lot of genre films. It's, you know, it's fine. And um, so over the years, you know, I was like into it. Like I would rediscover it. Like, a, you know, when it came out on DVD in a, on Anchor Bay 2-pack with Spontaneous Combustion. A Toby <laughs> Hooper film. A Toby Hooper film, which is also a lot of fun with uh, Brad Dorf blowing people up with fire. You know, creating fire for himself and blowing people up through the phone and shit. Well,
0: of course.
2: So, so it was a weird double feature. So... But I would always go to society more than spontaneous combustion, and then <clears throat> that went out of print. That film, mm-hmm. and you know that DVD. And I was like, "Oh man, you know, like I have this copy, but you know, what if anything goes wrong with it? You know, that was like my weird idea. Like, what if someone wants to borrow it and they scratch it? But then, you know, flash forward years later, around 2015, 2016, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Arrow put out a two K scan of the film special edition with a ton of special features with everyone from brian usna and like screaming mad george billy warlock everyone coming back to talk about the film and a comic book sequel (laughs) early on in our relationship it was one of the films i introduced to corinne because i'm like you know what she's a girl for me i want to be with her I need to share with her some of my favorite <laughs> fucked up films, you know, like, and that's something we do. We do that with, with the one, you know, people we either love or like people that we like, we want to like, we want them to see us for who we are. <laughs> so you showed them society <laughs> and either they continue to be with you or they run away. <laughs> and luckily she didn't run away. She stayed. And, um, snuggled up closer <laughs> yeah exactly and 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 you know and i and you know ultimately the right reactions happen like she was grossed out but like also laughing like and that's what i think about this film it's it's got this weird like arc of you know we're not sure if billy's crazy at first like if you watch it if you don't know if you've ever seen a trailer you don't like know anything about this film? If you watch it from start to finish, if you if you introduce this film to someone for the first time and go, "Hey, watch this film," and then you see their reactions, and it's this pathway of, "Is he crazy?" Because every time you think, "Oh, he sees something weird," it's like, "Oh no, it's not." Mm-hmm. His his sister sh- is normal in the shower. Why is he looking at his sister in the shower? But like A more what? important question, sure. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but. But then it's these weird things, like he hears something and he goes, and it's nothing. And all these different things. But then it's, there's a point in the film when it's like, okay, no, you were right the whole fucking time. It's actually worse than you think it is. <laughs> You're thinking it's some weird sex shit. Yeah, it's beyond that. And it's beyond anything you can comprehend. And that's what gets crazy. And that's kind of what I love about it, because it's, it's got like the humor, It's but it also has... <laughs> Like the gross out stuff, but it also has some creepy stuff in it. Like in some stuff that you have to look at, like, wait, and like we we're like Billy, where we're like, wait, did we just see that? Mm-hmm. is she is she reversed? Is her body like her ass and her and her breasts are the same size? What the hell's going on? Like what? like why is the, why is the dad massaging the daughter and they're all in lingerie? <laughs> What's going on here? We're and I'm like fucking weird, right. it's a little weird. yeah, it's very, very um, I don't know why, but again, when the last, you know, the previous four years of Trump, I've always felt society was the perfect <laughs> film for the, for, the, for the Trump era. Mm-hmm. And I've said yeah. and I've, and I've <laughs> this to people and they like go, what are you talking... And like friends of mine and people that are like, you know, were in the same mindset and go, what do you mean? And I'm like, just watch it. And they watch it and they go, oh my God, now I can't imagine... And it, like these, this is what these top Republicans are doing behind the scenes. this shunting and whatever the hell they're doing. And I, I, I could, and, 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 and feeding on the lower class. Yeah. I, I could... and, it's, and and I think it's an advanced like idea. And remember, this film took place right after the Reagan era. Yeah. And right into the Bush era.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's relevant. It's kind of like how, like, this film and, like, they live. Are very relevant of their time, but yet they still make sense today. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it shouldn't be, but mm-hmm. it does. And that's a, kind of what I, I what I love about the film. I think it grows in popularity over the years because it's still relevant, and it's and, and you know, and then you like again, like you said earlier, it has the screaming mad George special effects, which <laughs> are so ridiculous and gross out, but like it's all practical. It's yeah. like, yeah, Oh it my looks, god, that's actually really
1: good, like, right? I mean. Like I said earlier, I've seen some some stuff and I see things that right yeah. you know you see bodies in ways that you're not nor like you don't think of that and it's just you know yeah, in the beginning, see. especially it's like super offputting. and you're just like, whoa, what what is what but um but yeah, so to see it, it and i'm I'm always like commenting on the way. The special effects look in movies like the gore effect i'm like oh that's bullshit like i, yes. I, I don't want to watch this anymore that's not oh yeah, like, like, yeah like, you're like the he's blood like on no the but blood it's blood. a movie it's a movie i'm like i know but it's ruining it for me like <laughs> Ugh, i don't know but but this one this movie actually like the blood stains on what's his name's body the ex-boyfriend from the beginning
2: oh uh, blanchard
1: yeah blanchard. on blanchard's body like it looks pretty like it looks good. And then even when the bodies start morphing the way, like you can kind of see where bones started contorting. It's just like, and the veins and the muscles, it looks, it's, yes, it is good. It looks really good.
0: <laughs> I, I love that insight into It's sort of like coming from this, you know, uh, let's say forensics background for you. Right. You could see something and then be out, like turned off like, oh, but that's not how it really looks, which is sort of how every New Yorker, Watching something which is supposedly set in New York but filmed elsewhere, like right. that's not what that fucking neighborhood right. looks like. Get <laughs> out of here. When yeah. <laughs> I'm Toronto, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like come, on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, or, or you know, I'll even, yeah. That, that's a that's a larger discussion, but that, that's so that's super funny. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I I this was the second time I'd seen it. The first time I saw it was a few years ago when I I think signed up for Shutter the very first time because that was one of the that was actually one of the reasons I signed up was like everyone keeps telling me I need to see this movie so I'll I'll, I'll see it. um right. And at first, I think the first time seeing it was just, I was so kind of overwhelmed by the visceral experience of it because that shunting yeah. sequence, like, it's not brief. Like, that they spend a long time in there, and I, yeah. I'm i glad that IMDb confirms it for me because it certainly feels like a film which, like, they conceived of that and then built a story around it. Um, so, and, and, you know, in the, yeah. the IMDb trivia, it says, Brian Yesna claims he back-engineered the film's plot points based on special effects, ideas, or gimmicks stating he was more interested in the surrealism of the story than the logic and yeah oh, yeah we can get into that because that that uh, that checks out because there's not a whole lot of logic to this movie but no the the shunting right. is it's actually in a way years later it's it's more upsetting for me to watch than it was the very first time I saw it and yeah. maybe that says something about how my my body and mind are, are changing or whatever but I just I found it so much more like Ugh. like you know and i was i was just recently on the pod and the pendulum talking about inside the new french extremity film and even that Mm -hmm. one years later it's harder for me to watch it now than it was that first time and i guess adding in that element too of just we said on the last episode one of the reasons that we were inspired for lack of a better term i'm sorry to watch this was just the horrible shit that was happening to you know the um, asian american and pacific islander communities here and just this idea of what white society does and how hostile it is and how it, you know, is so hostile towards things that are, that are not like it. And in this one, you have literally an incestuous self-consuming group. That's like, we need to maintain this order, this status quo. It's like, this is actually, this is sickening on an emotional level as well. Now
1: it's, just, it, it's like sickening at that. And then it gets like, I was thinking like, well, you know, they're telling them like you're scum, you're shit, then why are you eating us? Well, it's because, we can and that's that's the point that it's like that that's what makes it even scarier like a horror horror movie on a different level like that social commentary just because people like that people that are not necessarily everybody in high society but i mean whatever people that are greedy people that are greedy do some disgusting shit like i know some really greedy people and they do some really like heartless like like I don't understand it like that's where I, that's where I, I can't like understand and that's how I know I'm like not a piece of shit like I can <laughs> I know like well why would you eat me if I'm if I'm like a piece of shit if I'm, yeah, I'm like yeah but like that's where I would draw the line you know like that's that's logic to me and then the rest of it's like because we can and that, that's just like what you're talking about about like the illogicalness of it was just I mean, that was that just tied in so perfectly with the shunting. I love the way they did it. I didn't know they did it backwards like that, like they had that. And I feel like the shunting is definitely the grand finale. And I love that it goes on for so long. (laughs) And I mean, I was making the same noises you were probably making, Jim. Like, like I was just not. But I can't look away. I can't look away. Like, I'm just like I'm I'm I was sort of burping like I was getting indigestion. (laughs) Um, But I can't stop. Like, I don't know. But.
2: It's well, up. well, what I love though is like I think the original script, they were an alien race that came down mm. and were taking over, you know, whatever they were doing. You I know. like it more that they weren't. No, yeah. and, and Brian Yuzna was like, no, I'm I'm not, I'm gonna change that because I kind of like the idea that they've been here as long as humankind have been, but they went a different path and just became these evil, like, just, you know, let, let's all like procreate with one another so we can keep this line of just these just disgusting you know humanoid creatures go keep going like like yeah there is no logic to what they are because yeah okay the uh you know you can change your head into a big hand (laughs) does it make any sense no but it looks fucking cool you know and and that's and that's screaming mad george going okay oh i can do whatever i want Mm -hmm. okay cool let me let me do that and what where this film came from was when Brian Usna, you know, he did Reanimator, like produced it, and he produced From Beyond, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get into directing himself. He just wanted to direct, he, and, you know, because he, he thought I could make some cool, fun films, you know, and he had the producing and directing rights to do the next reanimated film, Bride of Reanimator. Like, that was in the cards. He knew he could get money for that, but he wanted to do something else before that, just so he can like kind of get a name for himself. So I love that he said, you know what? Before I do the the one that I know I can easily make, let me make this film society and just go batch it insane with it. Like and for a for first film, like I still say this is his best directive film. Because it <laughs> it has some like cool like stuff. And like, you know, years later like I you know and i i I'm a fan of his, even though, you know, Bride it's diminishing returns in the (laughs) reanimated series we we talked about this early on Mm -hmm. we don't have to repeat that but it's to me it's a film that it works because of all these weird crazy ideas that they threw against the wall and most of them do stick and like you said jim yeah there's no logic and for (laughs) for some reason the surrealism and like the weird dreamlike from the very start of the film the dream that he's having is it a dream because it happens again later on mm-hmm. in the film when he gets the knife and he's like hearing stuff upstairs and he's like what the hell's going on and even in the the credit scene we see the shunting but we don't know what that is yet
0: i'm glad you mentioned that um i, I texted james as i was watching it but i started <laughs> this movie the other day then the power seemingly on the floor of my apartment went off for like 10 minutes so i had to restart it and then i had to restart it and watch that opening credit sequence again which is (laughs) upsetting because as you say you're watching it and it's just it's slow motion it's black and white you're seeing a bunch of people they're covered in something gelatinous and you can't tell are they in pain are they euphoric and you have that soft choral you know uh soundtrack playing it's like what the fuck is happening right now (laughs) and then we don't return to that until the climax of the film, the very end of the film. And, Corinna, I like what you said about just, just bringing up this idea of how they they just consume these people. Like, well, why are you doing this? And and because we, we can. And it, and it reemphasizes this idea that for society in this movie and just in general, like, it's, it's not about who you actually are. It's just it's a power thing. And we can mm-hmm. do this. You know, you are going to feed us. And, like, it gets to you know to sexual assault too it's not a sex thing it's yeah. a power thing it's someone wants Martin. to have power over someone else and i mean we've talked about this a bunch of times on the sh- on the show of one of these terrifying aspects of lovecraft stories and of some of these films are just like yeah all you are is a bag of meat there is no significance to you whatsoever emotionally spiritually philosophically and that's what this reemphasizes just like it doesn't matter who you are cuz you're just food to these people mm-hmm. and um and, and, and yeah, it's it's um, like you said, James, it's like, why does the head turn into a hand? It, it doesn't matter because you're just it's just a body. It's just a piece. It's it's whatever. And it's scary, too, because it's it's so outside. And yeah, I I, I didn't know that they were originally supposed to be aliens. I, I like that they're not because it, it does it does seem to highlight this idea of, yeah, this is what wealthy white people have been doing four generations. Like there's there's nothing scarier than just what people do to other people, in my opinion. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, right. that's why like those kinds of horror movies are my favorite. <clears throat> like the um The Strangers with oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. Nev not Nev Liv, Liv Tyler.
2: Liv yes. Tyler, yeah. With yeah. the
1: masks and like that's just so scary.
2: Yeah, why are you doing this? Because because, because you were Be- home. Because you were home. You were home. It's <laughs> like, like what the fuck? Like oh my okay. God.
1: Or like that other movie, Funny Games. Funny games, um, that brutal shit. But yeah, <laughs> which which version?
2: which version? Which version? Which Michael
0: Hannick? The one version? with
1: Michael Pitt. That's the one. Okay. I oh yeah.
0: the the, re- the the remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah that um... one. I, I've I, I've had conversations with people where even horror fans don't care for Funny Games too much because it's sort of like this outsider who's coming into horror to kind of critique it and then like getting back out. But that that's a that's a different. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but no, I, but but I, but I get what you mean. Like like something about the
1: human element to human it. element yeah.
2: like like, scary part. like right like one of my favorite films is the hitcher with mm. rucker howard and he's just a psychopath and like why is he picking on c thomas howell because he can because mm. c thomas howell was nice and picked him up yeah. as a hitchhiker and and basically saying oh my mom my mom always told me not to pick up I was like oh maybe she's right and it's like <laughs> oh shit and then throughout the whole film he's just tormenting him and you're like oh my god like what or what was that one film uh vacancy with Luke Wilson.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's a
2: fun little romp. Like, like, it's like, why, why are you doing this? Or like, the, I think that other film, like, there's something about films that take place, again, film that we never finished, but like Road Games. Road Games, just this guy's just killing people, and then you have someone that sees it but can't convince other people that think, oh, it's you do, you're the one that's killing
0: people. No, I'm just driving my truck and picking up Jamie Lee Curtis. What the hell, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, I, I I would love for Brian Bertino to direct something that's Lovecraftian because between The mm, Strangers yeah. and um, <laughs> The Dark and the Wicked, and I haven't seen the other two movies that he did, but those two are so, I don't necessarily want to say nihilistic, but there is just kind of a sense of like, this was just going to happen. There's no significance to it. It just happened because you were there at that time and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And and. And Jerry Smith, a friend of the show, Jerry Smith is a big fan of of Brian Bertino's stuff because of that, because it's specifically just kind of like, eh, this shit just happened and sorry. And then it's just going to continue to happen. And that's, that was one of the things that I I forgot about the first time when I watched this watching it again was um, our, 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 our protagonist, Bill, like he escaped at the end, but he doesn't like burn down the house or anything or like, like it's, these people are just going to continue doing what they're doing. He's safe, but no one else is. Yeah, and even though, like, he, you know, his his friend is with him and,
2: like, um, the girl, what was her name, Cassandra or... Clarissa. Clarissa. Clarissa, and she's one of them. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, fallen in love with him and, like, wants to, but they're always going to, you know, technically, you think about it, even though, like, technically, Billy's dead now because they killed him off, yeah. but he's always going to be on the run. Mm-hmm. Like, because he can out them at any time, or can he? Will people believe him? Of course not, because... They have police on the payroll. They have a judge on <laughs> that's with them. Like he's so like it's one of those things you think to yourself, okay, yeah, it's it's quote unquote happy ending. They're, they've escaped, but no, they're and like the comic book sequel does kind of deal with that where they're on the run and it's kind of like funny enough. It reminded and it's a weird thing to remind me of the Prince's Bride, and I'll <laughs> I, I'll explain this. Okay, please do. Yeah. Okay. So the ending of the Princess Bride, they escape, yeah. you know, Prince Humperdinck, and they ride off into the sunset. The proposed sequel that William Goldman was writing back then, basically, and and you know, if you, there was one special edition of the book, I, I wish I still had it, had like 15 pages that he had written, like the beginning of the story, but he just never went back to it because he's like, I couldn't really feel. Where the story is going to go because it was only going to end in heartbreak <laughs> because it's them and like they have a child now and mm. they're and they're continuously on the run. Prince Humperdinck wants to kill them, yeah, for 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 shaming him. You know, like you know, like basically making him look a fool and killing his best right hand man and like all these different things. And it's like really depressing because like it's them all having to hide out and like protect each other. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that was never made because that would just be depressing. <laughs> Well, like society like it's them just on the run and like every time they think they're safe something uh oh there's one of them and like you know she can smell it out but like it's always well we can't go in there because it's some sort of creature you know what I mean so it's like depressing when you think about it. like oh they they got away like if he did blow up the house okay at least you killed a whole bunch of them It but no you only killed one of them what I love about it is at the end even though they've escaped and stuff, and then they just make a joke. Like, and I kind of love that, because even with their own kind, even, like, when their own kind has died, it's like, whatever. <laughs> and it, and it is a very much like, like, it's one of those things, you know, someone of that high society dies. Well, we'll find someone else to take over. We'll get someone else to fill that hole, quote, quote unquote. And that's actually, to me, even creepier, that it's like, this guy, they were like, oh, you know, Ted Ferguson, like, you know, you're going to be a big one. And, like, he dies. Eh, we'll get someone else because there's more of us than you even know. And that's creepier to me.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a good segue into I, – I did want to talk a little bit about – and I, I I don't necessarily expect either of you to agree with me on these points, but some of the things that I thought were were flaws with the movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that the – I don't want to say the humor is a flaw because this is a, a satire, a parody. So I'm fine with yeah. kind of going, you know, um, making it kind of campy and goofy. And and, and yes, yeah, surreal is fine. Um, in my opinion, ending it on that joke of like, well, it seems like we are going to have an opening in Washington after all. It's sort of like it, it undercuts a little bit the danger of everything we've just kind of experienced and gone through, especially with Billy. Um, and, and also, when it, I think the film's biggest flaw is the Billy character and and Billy Warlock I I love because it it definitely seems like this came out what four years after Back to the Future so he's very much in the the Michael J. Fox school of acting where he's trying to kind of be like the the disheveled like not super confident guy who has to do confident things or or project outward confidence and you know and like even so much of his mannerisms I was just reminded of Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future which We, we said the same thing I was
2: like Michael J. Fox, yeah, <laughs> yeah. straight up, you know, um, which is fine, makes sense. You but
0: we're we are we are supposed to believe that Billy is is this one that they are. I, I don't want to say seeking, but he is supposed to be kind of the black sheep, the standout, the one who is not, who is who has never really been in sync with his with his family, and yet I'm not really sure. That, that is conveyed very well because, like, he's not really an outcast. I mean, he's not blonde like his family is, but also, like, he's on the basketball team. He's up for, like, the, the you know, class president in the debate at what is, like, Beverly Hills Academy or wherever he is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he is himself kind of a standout character. So this, this thread of consuming the outsider, specifically the poor, it's not, it doesn't land very well because Billy is not, really that much of an outsider which when james and i heard that you know the prince jackson who you follow on twitter is like you know trying to or or writing a draft about this from a black perspective it's like okay yeah. that's the film i want to see because that has a lot more resonance and relevance in this contemporary <laughs> society then are we supposed to believe that our protagonist is really that much of a weird outsider i i don't really I didn't really feel that very much. I I know what you mean, and I I see it,
2: but I also think it's like the whole point of of them quote unquote adopting this outsider, this non creature, um, is to show look how how basically look how much we can make him like of a high society, but yet then we're going to sacrifice him anyway. Like look. He can be the, one of the most popular kids at school, but we still don't, we still look at him as a piece of shit. And he feels that. He know. you know, he feels that from his parents. You know, Billy Warlock, you know, he's trying, and again, maybe if you had someone to look more like a Michael J. Fox, and because Billy, War, you know, Billy Warlock's a, a good looking kid. You know, he's good looking. So, like, you look at him and go, well, what's the problem? You know, in your head, you right away go, uh, why does he feel so left out? But, we see them just acting very weird. And it's like, is it just because he's 17 years old? And like, he's just in that time of his life where he's like, I feel like an outsider, even though some kids you go, why do you feel like an outsider? Everyone loves you, but it's a weird, you know, depression or he just feels like no matter what he does, look, I'm, I'm trying to do the, be the best basketball player and like trying to win the, the election and trying to beat like all these different things. And, like, have, like, one of the popular girls in school as my girlfriend. Yet, the high society, you know, the Ted Ferguson's of the world still look at him as shit because he's not one of them at all. Like, they know it. You know, they just look at him and go, and he knows from the start, like, I feel adopted. And even Larissa, Corinne actually noticed a line from her when he said, what do you, um... Do you know my mother's maiden name too? And she says, oh, real or adopted.
1: I mean, I could see how um, you would want, not you, but people, anyone, would want more you, the proverbial you. Mm. All you um, would want a little bit more to see how he was different. But I picked up on it right away. Um, I thought it was conveyed, like at least to me, from my point of view and my experience, my life experience, my relationship with my parents, Um, I kind of like that he was so... He was well-liked. He did well in school. He was on the basketball team. And, like, yeah, everybody likes him, but his parents were just, like, every every time, like, he was like, hey, I'm going to go to the beach. They're like, okay, bye. Like, (laughs) go. Like, Mm. they wanted nothing to do with him. And that's what I felt like that hurt him Um, even before, you know, all the crazy shit started happening. I felt like he wanted his parents to, like, not like idolize him the way they idolized their daughter and right. they just didn't and we know because he was adopted and i feel like him being adopted was their way i don't know i thought i felt like he was kind of like a like a gift for for um jenny right his sister jenny's coming out like i thought that was gonna be like part of it like that was why you know mm-hmm. when she when she was of age like she, he was gonna be that was like for everybody to enjoy and the and the the judge and everybody um so I took it as that and then also um I didn't take the end to be a joke like yeah he was kind of kidding when he said it but you know yeah you guys have an opening in Washington because that opening was supposed to go to Ted right and Ted just got turned inside out like (laughs) yeah we need to get somebody in Washington to keep an eye there in case Billy goes there so I didn't take it as like, like, I mean, you know, I get it. Like they were kind of like breaking severity of the situation, but I didn't take it like, like a, like a joke joke. Like, I, I think that's just how
2: they are. Like they, they even, they joke yeah. about death. Like and it's they, normal. Yeah. Thing. Like eh, people are just
1: so like disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disposable. Even their own kind like, are,
2: are, are disposable. Yeah. yeah. And it's,
1: yeah. and it just goes to like the, the body is just basically disposable too. When yeah. you think about it, it's just a shell. Mm-hmm. right you you know I, I see bodies every day I embalm like three four bodies a day and after a while you know I've been doing it for like five years six years now and it's like it's it's just like you know doing my reports at work like it's the same thing um because we're a very like super busy place so we're constantly constantly busy um so I just it just um you know, not just saying everybody's just like whatever to me now, like, no, I still take care of every decedent that, you know, comes into my care that I'm responsible for. I do the best I can, of course, for their family. But no, I don't feel weird, you know, doing what I have to do to them, because I know they don't obviously don't feel it. You know, I know that that's not I'm not hurting that person. Mm -hmm. They're not there. That's just their vehicle, their vessel, you know. So I kind of like having that in my head and seeing that every day and then watching society, it's just like, yeah, no, pretty much, you know, even, even though it's like a shitty message, the way it's being conveyed by the high society that everyone's disposable and we're going to eat you just because we fucking can. Um, (laughs) No, in a way, like, yeah, it's true. It's at the end of the day, like we're just, we're just pieces of meat.
0: (laughs) I, and I certainly like that thought. Um, I guess I, I I either didn't pick up on it or didn't consider, but that, that one of, yeah, Billy being like a gift for his sisters coming out is sort of like that's that's why they've adopted, and that's why they right. raised him. Like he was he was being primed just to be a meal. Is like oof, <laughs> ooh, that is that is insidious. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I've changed my mind about. Um, I, I I used to have kind of a complaint with like the 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 tapes that Billy listens to, and like it seems so overtly over the top sexual that like, well, you know, it's not going to be sexual, but. I I I like that as like a misdirect because like well there's no way their family is are fucking each other and then what turns out is even worse than that which like <laughs> I didn't think something right. could be worse than incest and I I mean yeah. I guess it still is incest but just with um a, a dose of cannibalism thrown in there as well and it's like
2: <sighs> yeah yeah it's so <laughs> gross and like Ted Ferguson when he when he admits to like yeah you know Killed him and yeah, I, I fucked his sister and then everyone else got so hot and bothered that they all fucked her too. It's like, oh God, like mm-hmm. Jesus But at the
1: same so, time, you're like, wait a minute, wait, is he so just the, saying that to like right. fuck with him? Mm-hmm. Or or, no, or he's like, admitting he's, to the shunting like, part. I know? mean, I was getting paranoid the whole the whole movie. Like I was just like grabbing my head. I was like, Oh my god, like I don't know what's real anymore. Like, can we t- can we trust Petrie? Can we touch uh trust his other friend, mm-hmm. the redhead guy with his mouth always open? I don't know. The guy <laughs> did not breathe out of his nose once, um, <laughs> and it has bothered me, um, but um, I just totally lost my train of thought now.
0: I, I guess, and the, the one thing I will offer or, ex, or expound on when, with my initial criticism was, or even if <laughs> the film took a little bit more time to to make it seem like the, you know society was something that someone would actually want to be a part of, instead of just telling us that you know, because you know they're all they're obviously all wealthy white people, but we don't really see anything which is like, ooh, damn. Yeah, I could see how Billy would really be tempted that he wants to be a part of this group. I mean, his girlfriend's sort of like, "I want to go to Ted Ferguson's party," but other yeah. than that, it's like, What is it about these people that you want to be a part of it? And it's there's some stuff there, but I, I do think it's you know, um, I, that that's why I guess I'm excited at the prospect of a, of someone else trying to to remake it because I think it could be improved upon.
2: Oh no, definitely, and but but I love the thing with like you said with the tapes. Okay, so. What I love about that is, you know, Blanchard records all this stuff secretly and then they find out. But, like, it's this horrific, you don't know what the hell's going on. And then what I love is that when he gives the doctor the tape, so that means they went out of their way to record a new tape. Yeah. To sound almost like the tape, but changing words. I Like, to me, I find that even more demented. <laughs> that, they, like he, that he called them, hey, uh, Dan and, you know, Jim, come come by and like and, and you know bring the daughter we're gonna have to record this over again mm-hmm. and then like probably getting joy out of that like huh, he almost got us but we're gonna make him feel more crazy because, oh yeah I love
1: that I love how the, psychotic it was I love right. how ridiculous the tape was it was like the, how did you mistake that because I know what I heard too at the beach right. like we both me and me and Billy heard the same thing like
2: right oh, and, and then like, like nuts. And, and then when Blanc- you know he calls Blanchard from the doctor's phone
1: Oh, yeah. say, that's the say the address. Oh man, I was like, and, why would you do that? But
2: but remember the whole thing with why don't you trust me? I'm your I'm your doctor because you're supposed to trust yeah. your doctor, right? Yeah. So and since paranoia and like even he jokes about it being paranoid, like oh you're paranoid. I'm I'm not paranoid. I, I know what I know what I believe. I know like he's just snapped now, Billy, because he's just like, what the hell? Like what do I have to lose? I'm technically dead
0: now yeah no there there's something very insidious about that where it's like we're gonna do yeah. this again and really fuck with this kid like that almost that idea of like we're gonna psychologically break him down before we actually yeah. physically break him down it's like Ugh, yeah that's it's so bad yeah like that's actually
2: more like terrible like he's like so he was just, he basically he was just brought into this family to let's see what we can do with this kid like and see how long we can like last and I'm like oh it's we're lucky enough that it's it's almost lasted till like the coming out and like the 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 party with the judge and like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a good feast tonight oh and we got this other kid too who's been like you know trying to meddling. you know yeah meddling oh this is great we're mm. gonna have a two a two for one tonight
1: took it's a like a show for them yeah wasn't that what, what the therapist was saying at the end he was like well, showtime Billy yeah, like it's showtime it's, Billy that everybody got to act like act like his sister act like his parents act like yeah. whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, no, and then they all get to act like what they really are, which are just these
0: these monstrous people behind they the scenes. They're just terrible. The yeah,
1: just,
0: yeah. And it, I was thinking about this as I was watching it. That you know, we we we've obviously we we do a lot of Lovecraft spiritual influences on there, whether it's direct or indirect. Uh, this one, I I would not consider Society to be Lovecraftian. But certainly Lovecraftian elements, especially when it comes yeah. to the ones, when when we get away from the, the monsters and the cosmicism and that kind of stuff, other threads that he deals with or other themes that he deals with is also just this, a, a bloodline trying to preserve itself, especially through perverse means. And that is that is this. I mean, Lovecraft himself was... His bloodline was prestigious at one point, and then you know his grandfather and dad kind of blew it all, and uh, so he was this struggling writer guy who had this weird chip in his shoulder about white supremacy, and you know how you know how foreigners are 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 lesser than, and that's that is this and just this, yeah, these people doing these monstrous, horrific things all for the preservation of, you know, they never say it, but of white society is. Oh my god, it's it is it is horrific. Um one thing that I I had a question for both of you. I don't know if if I've missed this, if I was not paying attention when it was <clears throat> happening during the movie, but what's the deal with Clarissa's mom who just like eats people's hair? <laughs> okay,
2: we we no, we 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 going over it. We were like, why and I'm like, yeah, it's never explained. Okay, so I didn't miss anything then. No, no it's just never I I just think maybe she's Is she really her mom or is she like one of one of my whole thing? I don't I don't know if this is true, but I I, for some reason I look at it as maybe she's one of them. But that's more off, like maybe not not as pure Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know because it's very weird. It's just a weird thing to throw in there (laughs) eating hair and like like eating like like giving like hairball and like (laughs) trying to touch his friend's hair. Like, don't touch my hair. okay?
1: I feel like, like she somehow like went back to the future or something and <laughs> was supposed to be in John Waters Pecker, but for some reason landed. <laughs> in some <It's> <laughs> she does not belong there. Like, no. I said at one point, I was like, is that divine? Like, what is this? Who is this?
2: And she looked like this wrestler from GLOW, like the original yeah. GLOW, mm-hmm. but she's, she, she wasn't. She actually, I forgot her name, but she died young, that actress. Like, she died at like 41 from a mm-hmm. heart attack like so like sad. in 97. So like when I thought about it, like 97 she was 41 my age. Like, she was, so she was like 33 or 32 during society. What? Like the, okay. That, um, no. No. But it's a weird character. It is
0: a very weird character. That's, I think it's just thrown in there to be weird. Well, the and and that's the thing. Like it it unfortunately plays into just like a trope in a lot of 80s movies like oh, it's the dumb yeah. fat person, <laughs> which is Ugh, but yeah. the yes. <laughs> I guess the the mythology that I've crafted for myself was that she she was obviously born a bit different than the rest of these people, but because of her family line, they're like, well, we can't consume her or destroy her, but let's shove her aside too and not really give her any attention because she doesn't represent right. us. Which is funny you say that because that also reminds me of
2: I never want I really didn't watch the the show version of Preacher but the comic book version of Preacher. Yeah. And you had you had the whole Christ line. Like, you know, you had the basically the, that Pope character and his son, who was mentally handicapped. Like, he was just pissing on people and screaming, like, weird expletives every so often, like, jerking off and doing these awful things because he had the mind of, like, a three-year-old. Yeah. But b- he's the next in line to be the leader
0: of the Catholic Church. Yeah, because of, of like centuries of inbreeding have left right. like, well, yeah, this is what what do you expect is going to happen.
2: So that's maybe what it is, but it's not explained. But I think maybe that's a little allusion to, yeah, you're not always going to be even even in their society. There's still people that are quote unquote lesser than. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Jim, they can't get rid of her because she's one of them. Yeah, we can't. It's just, But she's more of like, we'll keep her keep her away. But then they leave her behind.
1: Well, I think I never thought about that before, before that, yeah. like where she came from or what her purpose was. But it's also more like social commentary on society, like yeah. with Rosemary Kennedy. Um, oh, yeah. Right? They, yeah right. they put her in a home. She was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't have that. Um, we got to just kind of push her aside like they do in this movie. They want to they don't know how to treat people with mental illnesses. So they just kind of push them aside um, and put them in places where they don't belong and they're not getting help. And she's obviously not getting help right yeah. and they just push her aside they don't you know they can't get rid of her because she's family but um you know like they did to rosemary let's give her a lobotomy maybe that'll help yeah that, <laughs> it
2: seems like she it seems like she had like some sort of like lobotomy or
0: something she
1: did, hmm. oh, she did oh, right no rosemary no, kennedy oh no yeah. i'm not, talking about not... <laughs> yeah okay. oh no i know
0: but no and and, and I, I do kind of get the sense with with clarissa's mom that because she keeps going for the hair like she probably witnessed a shunting but she couldn't process it very well so like she's she's trying to consume people but like the in the weirdest like most kind of skewed way because she doesn't fully understand how the process works that's yeah i mean saying all that i we're we're doing more to explain
2: it than the movie does actually (laughs) (laughs) you know because it's true because even when you see the shunting going on they are eating hair Mm -hmm. it's so gross it's like like wet hair wet long hair just like like licking it it's like get out of here please i know just talking about it's like so gross and and that's very hard for a film to do especially for me like like i'm i've seen like but like you said jim the older i get and certain films like an inside martyrs and you know just films that like so visceral where you're like Am I going to get any enjoyment? Like, society, I get more... Like, not because of the Shunty, but because that's so over the top, I get enjoyment from the Mm -hmm. ridiculousness of it. You know what I mean? But I still get grossed out by it. But, like, other films, like, or, like, the guinea pig films from Japan, or, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, never... I never liked Serbian film, but you know what I mean? Like, films like that are human centipede films. I don't get enjoyment from that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. Like... Like no, once, but that was I was
1: anatomically to... impossible. I could not. That, I was like, that's this so. is ridiculous. <laughs> this is just
2: ridiculous. That's the other thing, yeah. Like when you when you date a, uh, you know, when dating Corinne, like that's a big thing. Like if it's not anatomically like possible, if it's ridiculous, even if like in human centipede, they try to show. The, what's the science? It's a fucking picture. <laughs>
1: but, oh, I'm gonna put and this person stalling, here. And this... Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: and then ten, and then the next one, ten people, and a hundred people, and a thousand people. Like, no.
1: But um, it just it also reminded me of another movie. It was called The Disappointments Room. Mm. Um, with Kate Beckinsale, and yeah, you know, they move into this house, whatever. And then there's like this room upstairs. Apparently, the family to, so, you know, I guess they're maybe to protect their lineage or whatever um they also had a kid maybe they were i think they were just like physically deformed mm-hmm. so they would just lock them up there and that's like a thing you've heard about them like victorian era they just like lock kids with like yeah um encephalitis you know they have like big heads or something you know physically wrong with them and they just lock them away like they can't be seen we gotta just kind of shun them not shunt shun them um <laughs> away. <laughs> but yeah i know it just reminded me of, of that maybe um but yeah like if they could have explained that a little bit that could have that could have been nice. Yeah, Instead it could have been like just, yeah, like one minute,
2: the, one minute could sense. have like explained it. Yeah, so like yeah. one
1: minute in there, one line or like you yeah. know somebody from society sees her and they like roll her eye or they maybe they saw her like what is she doing here like when she comes in to the shunting, um, they got to get her out of there. I don't know, but nobody cares about her unfortunately. No, not even um, <laughs> not even the
2: daughter at the end. It's like, <laughs> no, oh, bye. no, she and bye, she did not even
1: seem to care about her. You know, she says she just makes one comment like um, to Billy like oh she does things I don't agree with like. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Like,
0: like what? yeah, it's very is she, odd. Is yeah. she eating
1: people? Like what? What? I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have much else to add. Uh, the one thing I will say is I I don't for the life of me understand how the Clarissa character would fall for Billy. Um, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that He's really punching up on that one. So good for him, I guess. Um, but once again, <laughs> unless it's one of those things where she started to kind of. Like, like it was, it was an illusion to draw him in. And then, then she's like, Oh no, but I love him. I don't want to shunt him. But then also, but what do you see in this guy? I don't, I don't fully yeah, understand. I, it. I, I guess
2: like, you know,
0: the one time they had sex
2: was pretty good. <laughs> That's a lot of these movies, you know, if you <laughs> notice horror movies, comedies, it's like people like have, you know, like one time, like they have to say, Oh, we're in love now. We're going to run away <laughs> together. Yeah. Like, what or
0: we're gonna get married like after like what
2: also we'll a few more times to see if it's still
0: good you yeah know? also also definitely a a fairly low budget horror movie from the late 80s and just throwing your nudity in there any way you can there are so many yeah. better ways to do that scene better mm-hmm. when he walks in on his sister than just oh i'm looking for suntan lotion then just continuously <laughs> stares at her <laughs> like you, you could do that so much better than just but like uh, i don't know it, it's
2: yeah, like yeah to me like him grabbing like yeah, I understand they want to show like, oh, is she? And then But I think it would have been more effective if like, you know, he goes in to get the suns and then he sees her just creeped out and then leaves hmm. and doesn't even talk about it. Just like it's creeped out like Or oh, she's no.
1: done with her shower and she's gonna about to come out and he's just like standing there right, like about right. to see like this backwards bitch. And she's
0: normal. Or yeah. even even something like yeah. even if the room the bathroom is arranged differently, so like he sneaks in there and like he gets his thing and he sees like the reflection in the mirror, but the mirror's kind of fogged up because of Probably. like you know, and so he kind of wipes it and he's like, "What?" and then just yeah. leaves because like then again it plays into that: did he see that or did he not see that? Instead of just let me and then open the fucking shower door um, on your sister.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I if I if I thought like my my non-existent sister was like. A creature that was backwards i wouldn't open up the shower that'd be that that makes me a creep now it Doesn't matter if She's, she's not? a monster, right <laughs> that, even if she's a monster then she's gonna eat my head right? <laughs> like i'm leaving like okay i'm not gonna talk about it it's gonna creep me out forever yeah but it's it's you no know, billy you're being kind of creepy there it's a you're lose being lose, incestuous
0: yes it's a lose-lose situation because on the one hand yeah. you may open the it's, shower and like oh there's a monster or two you've just opened the shower on your sister so like right hmm. Either I feel way, like
1: both of those options are not not good. <laughs> just no. don't open the shower door.
0: Just leave it just, as or, is, or or just leave. There's yeah. that. There, We've, we there not we really. go. We've one one final thought. Um, I would love to see an artist conceive a picture, like draw it of like a the shunting, but in Congress, so it's like Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee, because that uh, you, you know they're all doing that in some. Form. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Mitch McConnell looks like. He's in mid shunting form. <laughs> like his, Always. Yeah. Like he's all bruised. He doesn't oh, pick back he's up. He's like, yeah.
2: oh, hold, like Mitch McConnell looks like that. And also um, Vincent D'Onofrio from uh, Men <laughs> in Black. He's like, is, is this cooker? Yeah. <laughs> How do I hold people? On, hold on. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> Terrible. But yeah, but I mean, like you said, Jim, it, it's not Lovecraftian, but it has like these little nuggets that i don't think they even intended to be lovecraftian no, yeah but maybe a little bit because brian usna produced both from beyond and Reanimator. so i think maybe in the back of his head he's like i like those elements a little bit of that creepiness and maybe mm-hmm. you know the body horror stuff i'm gonna keep that thread line in there but not go beyond that mm-hmm. i'm not going to say like oh these are you know, we all worship a higher, you know, an elder god, or you know, nothing like that. No, these these are just creatures that have been here, and that's it. There's no explanation. They've been here as long as humankind. So, basically, we we just both branched out different ways, and they just kept going higher and higher in society, and we just stayed here, mm-hmm. you know. And they just kept pushing us down, throughout. So I mean, yeah, but I but I I still like this film is just a fun, a fun weird fucked up romp i like it's something like (laughs) i always say do not explain this film to people for the first time you just show them this film Mm -hmm. and you'll know if they this is the type of film that if they if people like like this or appreciate this film then you can show them like other crazy creepy weird messed up film because i think it's got enough humor in it that like it 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 makes people do the uncomfortable laughter too, like when it's like horrible stuff, but you're still laughing because you're like, I don't know what else to do here. (laughs) Should I laugh? Should I I cry?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm unfortunately in that situation a lot, like at work. I mean, I have to I have to laugh, I have to make jokes while I'm doing what I'm doing because it's just sad. I mean, I'm dealing with death every day, and I I can't let it affect me because if it affects me, um, it's it's gonna You know, it's not me from doing the best job that I can and I don't want to do that. So I have to put my mind on other things and, you know, make jokes here and there. Obviously not about the people, but, you know, talking to other people and just joking around and whatever. But, you know, those uncomfortable laughs, man, I hear you. Especially, like, you know, dealing with families that have just lost someone making arrangements. Like, they'll crack jokes and they'll – it's uncomfortable. Like, they'll try to crack jokes and it's just – Mm -hmm. yeah it's awkward (laughs) but um no definitely um but it's also fun like having like an awkward silence not in a funeral home setting um (laughs) like joking around and just making things awkward and i feel like this film really does that it's very awkward it's very uncomfortable um and and you know you can't look away
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 a perfect summation a perfect place to to end this episode on we are of course um, the cast of Cthulhu you can find us on uh, Twitter at cast Cthulhu uh, on Facebook at Cthulhu Cast. I am Nolan Fixes Teeth and James is Fistful of Media uh, you can also catch up on our back episodes on Podbean at castofcthulhu.podbean.com or on battleshippretension.com where you can chime in in the comments field I suppose there are comments fields in Podbean I just never really have noticed anyone to actually take advantage of that but that's their loss not ours Yeah. Exactly. Um, Corinne Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Thank
1: this, you for having me. This was this wonderful. This really fun.
0: If, if there are people who... Are, are you online? Are, are you willing for people to kind of find you? Or are you just kind of like, Nah, you're just going to stay in your own little corner?
1: I'm going to stay in my own little bubble. Total,
0: <laughs> totally fair and probably a lot healthier. <laughs> <So that's, laughs> yes. um, but that was Society. And of course, that means our next title is going to be Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions... Which I have never seen. So, James, what can I and listeners expect from Lord of Illusions?
2: Um, uh, all I'm going to say is Scott Bakula as a moody private detective of the occult.
0: I do like that.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) all I'm going to say. That 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 and the guy who plays Benny from The Mummy, playing the hip, um, like, uh, what do you call like famous. World famous magician, mm-hmm. like 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 David Copperfield, who does these crazy things. But it's so it's so funny seeing him in this film and going, wait, that's Benny. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Same guy? Only two years? What? But yeah, it's it, it's it's a bizarre film, and it's it's one that like you know it's Clive Barker's last directorial effort. Hmm. But I think it's one that deserves more like people watching, and yeah. I think. If you're going to watch it, though, try to see the director's cut. It's a little longer, but I think it fleshes out the story more. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Interesting. Okay. That also reminded me of a a note that I forgot to mention earlier. If you search for society on Amazon Prime or Mm -hmm. Amazon General, you'll actually, at least on my Roku, there were two versions. There was the Prime one, which is from 1989, and then the one that you have to pay for from 1992, which I think is also like a minute longer or shorter. It's weird. They have two versions there. Um, that's weird, because, like, even the Blu-ray, it's just one version. Yeah, o- although I think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's one is the Prime version that you can watch. The other one has a different date, a different rating, <laughs> a different uh, duration, but it's just kind of, like, you click on it, it says, like, add to watch list or whatever. Like, you can't actually watch it. Oh, it's, it's just okay. there, it, which is very strange. I'll, I'll figure out at some point why Amazon does that, but that's that's what it does. So, But uh, noted, I will seek out the director's cut if possible in addition i can't imagine they're connected in any way shape or form but i'm going to reread uh, lovecraft's niallartha because i have that in my head as sort of like a model for this movie so maybe it is maybe it isn't we'll figure it out yeah yeah we will figure it out um next time where we will be talking about uh, lord of illusions but in the meantime we'll be waiting and dreaming with dead cthulhu in his house in Relia.